The following podcast is a mass media production. Hi, I'm Josh Galindo. And I'm Crystal Galindo. Welcome to the Going Galindo Rugrats and Renovations podcast. A lifestyle podcast where we will offer our experience and expertise in building real, lasting wealth through renovating and flipping homes. And the chaos that comes with balancing a family of six, leaving nothing unsaid. Follow our wild ride we call life and apply our lessons to your own journey. Good morning, honey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Today is a is a fun topic. Yeah, you're excited about this one. I'm excited about it because there's just so much emotion involved in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are going to talk about getting sued and how to manage that. I'm going to talk today about getting sued, how to manage my emotions, mm-hmm. the lessons I've learned because I have been sued, mm-hmm. um, how a lawsuit comes with getting punched. But just know that you get the opportunity to punch the other guy, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how to kind of keep your cool and understand that it's not the end of the world. Right. And if you're doing business, it's going to happen. If you're doing business, it's going to happen. So we have a lot of stories. So I don't know if there's tips and tricks, but their stories obviously have little nuggets in them that yeah. I hope will inspire people if they ever get themselves into a position um, of a lawsuit. But... Uh, Listen in. There's a lot of nuggets in this one. I go through, the, you know, three or four of the disputes that I've had in my career. And they always say, if you're not at least in three lawsuits, you're not doing enough. No. Oh. That is a saying. Well. I don't want to be in three lawsuits. You're doing enough. <laughs> but that is a saying. All right. All listen right. in. Have some fun. Hey guys, if you're looking for some family fun, I know I always am, check out Circus Circus Hotel and Casino. At Circus Circus, there is something for everyone. Have a blast inside the Adventure Dome, a five-acre indoor theme park with 30 rides, including their newest rides, Twist and Teacups, Circus Swings, and Little Sprinter Raceway. Or act like a kid again at the Midway, playing arcade games or enjoying their daily free circus acts. Looking for a special date night? Look no further than their award-winning restaurant called The Steakhouse. Voted Best Steakhouse in Las Vegas. Circus Circus offers affordable room rates starting at just $29 per night. Book your stay today at CircusCircus.com. All right, babe. So how to manage getting sued. I feel like in the flipping industry, there's a lot of opportunities that people like to take advantage of. So how do you manage that side of it? Well, first and foremost, the great thing about getting about the 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 justice department, yeah, or system, the mm-hmm. justice system, is that you could get sued for anything. <laughs> Seriously, you don't even have to get sued on a flip. So my right. first lawsuit, actually, I'm going to go even further back. My very first lawsuit was a raw piece of dirt. I knew that it was going to be Did this you think one. it was yeah. this one? Uh-huh. Okay, raw piece of land that I had put together. It was two and a half acres on Silverado Ranch. I put to, I, I got a call from the seller, said, hey, I want to sell this property. I said, hey, I'd, it'd be my honor to sell the property mm-hmm. and be your listing agent. So we determined a price and we listed it. I list the property. I take it to my mentor at the time and he looks at it and he goes, that's a great piece of property. You, We should just buy it. Dirt, right? Dirt. And so I'm like, okay, it was a million five. A million five at the time wasn't like, you know, you lending home your way into it. Mm-hmm. No, you had to like put partnerships together to get that kind of money, especially on vacant raw dirt. So I put together a partnership between my mentor, my mother, myself, my friends, 
other my broker in the in the office and uh and we closed it we offered we, i said hey seller what would you be willing to take he goes this number i said excellent so i go put the other partnership we raise the amount of money and we close okay he sends me a letter right after we close the commission on that thing was i think five percent fifty was seventy four thousand dollars for the listing side for the listing side okay okay Technically, I should have got one on the buy for representing, side. Yeah. representing the buying entity as well. Now that I think about it, I don't think I understood my craft <laughs> that well. <laughs> so um, anyway, so seventy four thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and uh, right after we close, he sends me a letter from an attorney and says, "You did not disclose that the parties in the buying entity were affiliated with you." On a family level and on a broker level. Okay. I want all of the commission back. (gasps) (laughs) I didn't know it was all. He wanted all of it. Actually, he wanted all of it, and he got all of it. (laughs) So I remember getting pulled into uh, my mentor's office, and uh, he sits down, and he looks at me, and he goes, you didn't tell him that we were in the deal? And I'm like, no. And the thing was, is he was going through getting his gaming license for his uh, C stores, mm-hmm. convenience stores, that yeah. he, the chain that he was building. Yeah. So he looks at me and he goes, this will not become a lawsuit. <laughs> because he, you, can't, he can't have a lawsuit. Right. He goes, you will settle this. And I was like, okay. And uh, so long story short, I basically gave back the commission. So I went from making $74,000. Actually, that's what it was. He sent me a demand letter for like 100 because oh, he wanted damages as well. So he, or attorney's fees or whatever it was. But I ended up giving back all of the commission and writing a check for 15 grand. So I put together that deal and wrote a check for 15000 and lost money. Um, anyway, so the, uh, the moral of that story was is that technically he was right. I was going to say, what leg did he have to stand on? I don't understand. As a licensee, I am obligated to disclose if my mother is a partner in the buying entity of a property that I represent. To articulate that in layman's terms. Yes. If I represent a seller Mm -hmm. and my mom is the buyer and she's unrepresented, I have to tell the seller that the buyer is... My mom. I'm obligated to do that. Oh, okay. Okay. In this commercial deal, it was a little more complicated. There's a lot of moving parts, so that was a little bit harder to, to explain how that actually goes down. The second thing is, is if my broker, because it was a partnership, it was a right. conglomerate of people put together to buy one piece of property. And in that conglomerate was my mom, was me, and uh, my broker. And other people, but and those are people. the ones that yeah, were. Those are the ones that, that crossed the line and got me in trouble. Uh, so I'd have to disclose all that as well. Yeah. And I didn't disclose it. So uh, I wrote the uh, the commission back and wrote a check for fifteen grand and owned the property for ten years after that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna say so he was fifty percent of the value. He was right on paper, but I don't understand what difference well, that, it would have okay. made if he would have known that. You're so right, and that's a great point. That is an excellent point. I'm glad you brought that up. What was the difference? 
Yeah. They made I mean, no difference in the guy's life, right? Right. Unfortunately, there's shitbags like him that live on this planet. Took advantage. Yeah. And that is how they operate. Right. I just went through this with a guy in Red Rock. You know who it was. Yep. Yep. They're shitbags. And all they do is they look for holes to capitalize on. Right. And then and then they use the legal system to exploit the hole. And that's a bit of what this episode is about, is... And is putting yourself in a position by me sharing my experiences to protect yourself Mm -hmm. because it's easy to get out there and just want to start conducting business. That's the fun part. Right. Okay. And what you're, what's fun about it is you're conducting business, which is fulfilling in hopes of generating money Mm -hmm. in hopes of generating income, which is also fulfilling and fun. All of that excitement, you start going, you start jamming and you aren't paying attention. You may be chasing $20,000 on a house. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, for in profit. Right. You make a mistake. You may have just signed yourself up for a hundred thousand dollar loss. Right. From the legal system. Forget selling it and getting hurt on the on on, on you the know yeah. on the sell or any other issue. You mess up big enough mm-hmm. and you are now in a position you've got a hundred thousand dollar liability. So think how many more flips you have to do to overcome that deficit. Right. If you go backwards a hundred grand, you gotta go do five houses. So that's why it's always so important to factor in losses on, yeah. on deals while conducting business and liability right. while conducting business. Because it's very easy to get stuck on what you're going to make. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't protecting your ass and you leave that exposed, yeah. you, could, you, you, you could be signing yourself up for a loss that would require f- five times the amount of work to overcome. All that does is bring you even, too, if you really think about right, that. Right, right. So, all right. So that guy was 100% correct. And those types of people are out there where they, this guy, he was lucky I bought it. If you really think about it, it wasn't like there was a line. No. I would have been better off just playing real estate agent, collecting a commission. Yeah. Literally. But nobody else wanted it. You were trying to help him I was trying to help out my client. Yeah. I I wish I could actually call that guy today. Be like, you're a fucking piece of shit. I do you remember his name? No, but here's the thing. I'm sure I got way more money than he does because... Because he's not acting in good faith. No, those guys are snakes. everybody else. You don't get rich off of breaking other people's banks. There's two different types of ways to make money that I believe. There's you are a taker Mm -hmm. or you are a contributor. So you either take from the system, meaning you, you steal and you take, and whatever you've taken has value, mm-hmm. and you're rewarded for taking that, that item that has value, or you're a contributor. Mm-hmm. You add value, and you are paid in exchange for contributing that value. So a good example is like a Sheldon Adelson. I don't know for sure about this guy. I don't want to misspeak about him. Right. Just but if I heard. just simply go off of what I've read about him in the newspapers and this and that, the guy would build a $4 billion casino and stiff half the vendors. That guy is a taker. Mm-hmm. Then you have like a Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Okay. Or an Elon Musk. Those guys pay all their people and they've added a new component to society that created so much value, life-changing value for all of society that they got rewarded and paid for adding value. Mm-hmm. So I believe that I, I not only believe this, I want to actively, consciously, and consistently live this way. Mm-hmm. I want to make money by adding value, not by taking right. value. And so you have to choose which, which department you fall in. And both work. I just don't want to be the other guy. 
No. Anyway, so you got to be careful of those shit bags out there that will that that are takers and capitalize on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was my first lawsuit. Second lawsuit was uh, Chris, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, another shit bag. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so I sell a property for a one percent commission. Yep. Okay. $500,000 house. I say, I'll be the listing agent. I'll only take 1%. Your friends and family, it was five grand. Okay. I put on the MLS sheet. This mm-hmm. is for Las Vegas. Um, it said, at list price, I will pay this amount of money. I'll increase the commission. Yeah. At list price, you'll pay a 3% commission. But if it's not at list price, it was 2%. Yeah. Whatever. You probably remember better That's than That's what I, I remember. Okay. So, but down on the bottom where it showed the co-op... The automate the auto the automated co-op. Yeah. It was the three percent. Right. Still. I didn't change that. You're right. That's what it was. So I so they I get an offer at less than list. Mm-hmm. Actually, gosh, again, the more I think about this stuff, now that I'm more experienced, I want to be like, let me call these people back. How'd I lose these I things? I don't think it was even that. It was that the co-op was listed at three percent, but then there was another box that you have to put, is it there a variable? You didn't put yes, you put no. Yes. That's why. Yeah. It could say 3%, but it had to say there's a variable, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, they said, why didn't you use the variable option? So, yeah. 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 Okay. That's a good little little nitpick there. And a good lesson. So, yep. um, so it said at this price, it would be a reduced commission. Yep. Um, anything under anything under this price is a reduced commission. Mm-hmm. But I didn't change it in the MLS. Okay? So, they come in at a reduced commission and... Um, and I'm thinking it's it's my agent to agent remarks where it's like spelled out, yeah, like real clear, mm-hmm. not this little tiny box down right. here. Right. Okay. Come to find out, the MLS doesn't honor anything in the agent agent remarks. They only honor what's in the little box. So these people let me tee them up, get excited, seller acceptance through the whole you know request for repairs, appraisal, da da da, close, commission instructions come. Now what? A little lesson here is that a commission cannot stop a sale from happening if you're a licensed real estate agent. You cannot let a commission dispute stop a buyer and a seller from closing on a piece of property because it's not fair. No. You know, why would the buyer and the seller have it? Why why, why would our dispute as brokers have any bearing on if a buyer or a seller are able to, you know, close on their property? Right. So, um, So there was a dispute. But they didn't communicate there was a dispute. They just simply put on the commission instructions, which all of these things have made me a better businessman. Yeah. I actually, at this point in my career, I don't like lawsuits. I don't want to be in lawsuits. Thankfully, I got enough jing that if a big one hits, it's not going to change my life. Mm-hmm. But the amount of lessons I have learned from right. being in all of these is 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 worth what I've written in checks to get out of them. I wouldn't have learned any of this in college. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway... Uh, where was I? The just commission, at? commission instructions. instructions. On the commission instructions, she said um, the broker. The broker of the other agent, agent said, uh, "We have the right to dispute this commission. We will. We are signing these commission instructions, but this does not mean that we agree. we agree to them. We're signing them to keep the deal going down the road so that the buyer yeah. and seller can close. Yeah, it. and they put that on, sent it to title. <laughs> no one said anything. And title never even sent it to me. I know." Title sent me one-sided commission instructions without that verbiage on there. If I'd have seen that, then I would have known we had an issue up right. front, and I would have probably tried to hash that out together. Okay, we close the house. I get five grand, put it in my pocket. Six months later, 
Remember, it was forever. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They, I get a a, a letter from the from the MLS saying that there's a dispute and um, they want the one percent. Right, the all that you made, knowing that you only made one percent right. on knowing it. That's what pissed 1%. me off. Yeah. yeah, they go, we want all of it. Anyway, I made them friggin' earn that one. I drug oh, yeah. them out for like twelve months, and then. I remember we saw that agent driving, and he was so afraid. <laughs> and here's the greatest thing: is a guy chased me down for for five grand, which he didn't even get. Like who knows where it yeah. went? But now he's back to bartending. <laughs> you know, so it's just funny when you 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 start playing those petty games and trying to be a taker and capitalize on look where it gets you on dumb shit. It just it doesn't get you anywhere. So that wasn't an actual lawsuit, but I learned a lot from that because yeah. I had to go to mediation. I had to sit down, and I got into a verbal argument with some random guy that the broker brought. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. was his <laughs> yeah. name Todd or Tom? Yeah, like Todd. That. I'm like, who the fuck are you? You're like, I don't approve so you I brought to be my, in this Yeah, room. so I have my attorney. I go, get those guys to get out of here. So my attorney tells the mediator that he yeah. wasn't an approved uh, Person. person to be in the room. So that after a full <laughs> verbal argument, two egos just going back and forth. He had to leave. It's <laughs> like, you got to leave, so you're not on the list. I was like, bye. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Hey guys, I want to take a second to shout out one of our sponsors, The House of Vegas. I've used quite a few home staging companies and they are by far the easiest ones to work with. There's no drama, they won't nickel and dime you, and in my experience, they act quickly with little notice. Staging your listings makes a huge difference. Thomas at The House of Vegas can help you out. Call him at 310-503-3611. Uh, and that's the other thing. Something that was fun. So lawsuits, when they first hit me, I woke up every single night at 3 a.m. in my first big boy lawsuit. Yes. Lawsuits were filed. Mm-hmm. Um, attorneys were going back and forth, and big checks were being written back and forth yep. to, to pay for all this. Yeah. I remember having getting no sleep. Right. Okay, going, I can't believe I'm going through this, waking up every morning at 3 in the morning, analyzing worst case scenario. I thought this guy could take a million bucks from me. That's how uneducated I was at the moment. And most people that get into lawsuits, they don't understand. Right. The worst case scenario hits their minds. Either they put their head in the sand and they think nothing's going to happen, they ignore it, and then they lose by default. Or they actually defend it and don't understand what's going on and think that their world's going to collapse. Frankly speaking, that was me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Honestly speaking, that was me. Yeah. Um, as I was going through this, I always remember looking at my amazing attorney and he would always say, let's just go have some fun. <laughs> let's just go have some fun. Cause here's the thing in a lawsuit, mm-hmm. you are going to punch the shit out of the other guy yeah, and just know that the other guy's going to punch the shit out of you. So you might as well have as much fun as possible mm-hmm. doing it. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. You know? So I had a few pieces of good advice around that one. That was the first one is you're no, you're going to get punched. Just make sure you punch back just as hard mm-hmm. and have fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was first piece. Second piece was is scorch earth. Do you remember me saying <laughs> yeah. that? I used to come yeah. and go scorch earth. Yeah. What does scorch earth mean? It's an old saying, an old war saying. Mm-hmm. These these militaries or these these uh, armies or whatever you call them these countries I think it was that far back when they would go and conquer they would leave nothing left Un- nothing untouched nothing was reusable or salvageable 
So if there was a village and they conquered the village, they didn't leave the village. They literally scorched the earth in their path of destruction so that if there was ever a moment where somebody needed another resource, it was gone. So if you're going to go into a lawsuit, Mm -hmm. just I'm going to tell you right now, if you go into a lawsuit with me, my mentality is scorch earth. If you're going to mess with me, I'm going to do everything in my power to scorch earth Mm -hmm. when it comes to messing with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I know I'm going to get punched. (laughs) But trust me, I'm going to punch you back just as hard. Mm-hmm. And I've got experience, so mm-hmm. I'm going to have a lot more fun with it. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so I know it sounds like I was being really specific to myself and my mentality is if I would have heard me today talking like I am when I was in the middle of my lawsuit, mm-hmm. I literally would have found comfort. I would have found peace. I was I was in distraught mindset for two years Yeah. around that. No, I remember. And then it all settled out. You're like, why was I so... Why was I so fucked up? My imagination just got the best of me. Yep. You know, and that's what the imagination does. It's either good for you or it hurts you, is you just start imagining all the worst case scenarios. Mm -hmm. All right. So second one, this one wasn't even real estate related. This this was just my old investor. Guy walks in my office, goes, you built a pool. In your own backyard. In my own backyard. Like, again, the more I think about this stuff today, I'm like, Yeah. yeah, bro, get out. Yeah, get out of my office. Yeah. Okay. I built a pool in my backyard with my own money. Yes. Okay. With a vendor that we have never, ever used. Nope. Nope. Together as a group. Nope. What I was sensing was, is my investor was starting to have resentment at my success, which Mm -hmm. is why I love the second round of investors that we have, Tom and Phil, Bokley. Those guys encouraged success. They, they loved watching you. me grow. Yeah. They 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 were in love with my success. Yeah, your first one and it gave fueled you... me. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first guy, on the other hand, you know, I remember we bought a boat. I tell him at the lake this week and did it, and I could just sense there was a lot of resentment. And he didn't provide any of the value that Tom and Phil no did. Tom and Phil taught me how to be a businessman. Yeah. This guy wanted me to be a slave. Yeah. You know, he wanted me to work. And not understand what I mean. He, he wanted was, to keep you down yeah, here. He wanted, and there was no reason to. There no. was enough money, enough everything to go yeah. around. Like the people around me today, we're all moving. The, the rising tide lifts all boats, mm-hmm. and that is what is happening at Glenda Group Real Estate all the time. At that office, that was not the case. No, he wanted his boat to rise and me to stay at the bottom, which is fine. Anyway, I was sensing that, so I was like, I'm not going to go bragging to this guy about anything special that I'm doing in my personal life because, because he's not it's happy adding to the resentment. Mm-hmm. So I built this pool in my backyard, in my personal backyard, my personal money with the personal vendor that, that I had found on my own. Mm-hmm. He gets wind that I bought, built this pool. He comes to my office. He goes, did you build a pool? I go, yeah, I built a pool. He goes, why didn't you tell me? I said, I just didn't think it was necessary to tell you. Next day, I walk in the office. He's out. He literally moved out of the office in the yeah. middle of the night. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. So I got about $40,000 that are in transition from the escrow company to my brokerage. He puts a, a hold on those checks. Says that there's a, there's a commission dispute at this point. These are done closed deals. And the commission check is on its way to my brokerage. Mm-hmm. It's not even cut to him anymore. No. Okay. He puts a hold on those $45,000. There's another $45,000 in, in deals that we had working at that moment. Mm-hmm. So I have to, I, I try to negotiate with him. I try to work things out with him. I have to go through all this crap. I had to move out of the office so that the lease, so that we violated the lease and under the terms that it was abandoned. Then I got the landlord's attention. Then I was able to cancel out Chris's lease, which was under his name, and put the lease into my name. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Yeah, yeah, That that was what I had to move oh, out? Because yeah. I had to trigger the abandonment clause mm-hmm. so that he was in violation so that they could cancel him out and then put me in? No, I remember. 
Oh, man, that was a tragic time, or a very stressful time. That was six weeks after Kennedy was born. Of course, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he wanted to inflict pain because he was so hurt. Mm-hmm. That's all right. He's a loser. So, um, what was, can you, what exactly was his argument? I can't remember the verbiage that he used. He said that I had, I had sp- superior knowledge around building pools. And with that superior knowledge, it would have been, it would have benefited our flips, our flip businesses, because I could have been in a position to inform him that if we put pools into houses, we would make more money. Which wouldn't you win from that too? <laughs> yeah, if I was that based was on case? profit. I was paid based on profit. I got a percentage of the profit. <laughs> so if I had the superior pool knowledge, why wouldn't you have implemented it? I would be right. And, and the, at the time, it didn't make any sense. We were buying houses for two hundred grand. Pools were forty grand. Right. Today. Houses are a million dollars and pools are sixty grand. A million dollar house can absorb a sixty thousand dollar pool. Back then, a two hundred thousand dollar house couldn't absorb a forty thousand dollar pool. Right. It just, it just didn't. It, so there was no superior knowledge. Guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was his argument. Uh-huh. Guy sues me six weeks after having my my uh, second third child, Kinsley or Kennedy? Kennedy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the other one was the other jackass in my life <laughs> um, was Kinsley. But uh, so Kennedy. For whatever reason, it's always two or three weeks after after I have a kid where I should be like sitting at home doing nothing, hanging out with my wife and my newborn. Instead, I'm like, you know, I'm putting on a freaking an armored vest to go to work to defend my family and their livelihood. It's all good. That's how I'm built. So um, so I, I battled this guy for, for two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. He ends up losing. Well, you dragged it out on purpose. You're like, I'm going to make him bleed for doing this. Yeah, and I made him bleed. So what I love about being in this shitty thing called a lawsuit is reading all of the the, the, the responses back and forth yeah. and, and the uh, complaints mm-hmm. and all of the back and forth between the attorneys. It's, it, it, it enhanced my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. It enhanced my... Ability to make deals because deals are only as good as they're structured. If you forgot about that one scenario, that unique scenario that could take place if this, that, or this, or this, or that, if, if, if this happened, if you forgot about that one, mm-hmm. then you don't really have a, a solid deal. Right. Attorneys, their expertise is thinking about that if, 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 yeah. if, if scenario. And then they, they build an agreement around it. That's what I believe attorneys are, are experts at, mm-hmm. you know, uh, contractual attorneys. Anyway, so um, it was really special and really cool to watch these two guys. They're, both attorneys go back and forth. So we had to go to arbitration. And what they do is they hire, and during arbitration, is they hire either a retired judge or a retired attorney to be the arbitrator. And you sit in a room. The uh, the person that is suing you is across the table mm-hmm. with his attorney, and I'm with my attorney. And I remember sitting there, and I knew I'd, I'd won like I, I I knew I had won like right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the thing: is there uh, lawsuits are about facts, but if you're gonna have it be decided by an arbitrator, you want to bring the best version of yourself. Because don't ever discount the human element. Mm-hmm. Facts are one thing. Human element is a whole other component. Chris sold himself as a Looney Tune. Mm-hmm. The second he sat down, he was he was this. 
jittery and jittery. moving he and was, nervous. He, was, he wasn't. He was uh, short anxious. with his attorney. He, he he the 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 arbitrator was so shocked by the allegation that he goes, <laughs> "Hold on, let me understand this. You're suing because he has superior pool knowledge, yes." And then he goes, uh, "Okay." <laughs> that was this guy who was like, uh, "Okay," and Chris was like, "You know," so he's over there just painting his own picture, right? Anyway, so what was fun about arbitration is it was like watching a boxing match. My attorney would go, round one, boom, knock down the other side. They got back up before the count was up. Mm-hmm. Round two, my guy knocked him down again. Round three it was a even split. Round four, you know, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to talk. <laughs> I know. Here was the funny thing is that this was a nine-hour ordeal. Yeah, I, I remember. showed up with a full belly. And I was like ready to go, got a good night's sleep. My mind was right. I didn't know that I was gonna have to sit in this room and just drink coffee for nine hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then on the ninth hour, they're like, oh, we're ready to quiz you. I'm like, I'm so jacked on coffee right now. <laughs> and my belly's freaking empty. And but I remember, and everything in life is about exactly this. I looked at this attorney and I was in my mind, swear to you, Crystal. <laughs> I said, let's fucking go. (laughs) I was ready. I believe you. I was excited Mm -hmm. because I knew after reading the room for nine hours, I was like, one, I could articulate. Not only was I right, I knew that, but I could out articulate this guy. I knew all I have to do is convince this guy. Yeah. That's all this was about. And this guy can't put five sentences together without having to reference his notes or, or whatever it was. And me, I could use my ability to articulate to win this. Mm hmm. And I'm going back and forth. Boom, 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 boom. Guy didn't have a shot. I'm doing laps around him. Then it gets down to contractual conversation, which you can't manipulate. Yeah. You got to read the clause. I hate that. I read my clause and right there I read it out loud. And he goes, how do you interpret that? I'm like, how else would I interpret this? You know, it was obviously. (laughs) Yeah. And I read it. And so the funny event was, is that Jacob... From the witness's standpoint, me, rounds one, two, three, four, all the way to 11. And then Josh Galindo rolls in and shoots a hole in the boat (laughs) (laughs) in round 12. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That one clause almost buried us. And I'm over, I'm running the table, kicking Jacob, going, bro, you got to, you got to fix this. Yeah. Like, get to work. And I just remember Jacob going. Which Jacob was the attorney. Jacob's my attorney. And he had his hands up like this. And he fucking went. And he smoked this guy. Really? Yeah. He re- fixed my problem. And he and then he, he, he overturned. He fixed what I did. And then he overturned what the attorney was trying to do. And that was it. And we walked out. And I hadn't smoked a cigarette for, I don't know, eight years probably. Yeah. We went to the bar. And I smoked an entire cigarette. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was just like, it's over. Here was the great thing is I didn't care which way it went. I wanted to win. Don't fool you. Don't fool yourself. But it was over. All that stress and anxiety was over. And at that moment, whether I won or not, was like, dang, none of this was worth that. Mm-hmm. It was not worth it. Mm-hmm. So... And then the bigger thing was is, is, is you learn these valuable lessons that it's always all about the journey. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yep. Think about this. You were just sitting here. Brittany's sitting here. Chris is sitting here. You guys are listening to this story. Mm-hmm. The fun part of the story was the journey. Yeah. was me describing 
my journey. Right. The boring part of the story was me ending it. Right. That's the same thing with life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's that makes sense. It's all about the journey. And uh, I look back at that because I haven't talked about it a lot for a while. And mm-hmm. I look back at that and uh, I say to myself, you know, we did have fun. Mm-hmm. Jacob and I got to have some fun. Mm-hmm. And on that one, we won. And I've lost some And you other learned ones. a lot. Oh, I learned so much. Learned so much. Yeah. And the bigger picture, back to the beginning of this story, was because of all those lessons that I learned, I now know how to protect my backside as best as I know how at this yeah. time. And I'm going to miss, I'm going to leave it open probably five more times in my life. And I'm going to get the shit slapped out of it. And then I'll never do that one again. <laughs> And it's just how the world works. Mm-hmm. It's just how it works. So, um, yeah. So uh, those are my lawsuit stories. I have another one that I'm in right now. So you shouldn't talk about it. I don't. I don't comment on ongoing litigation. Yes. No. <laughs> What's like, that I proper think, term I think that that's we a put thing. in the newspaper? Yeah. So now I won't talk about that one. But um, but maybe we'll tap, tap talk on it a little bit After. later. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, stay strong. Stay focused. Yeah, I was going to say, it probably money. seems easier to just, like, give in to get it over with, but... Well, that's what ended up happening with, with, with some of these lawsuits and the most recent ones is I can't tell you, and you feel free to stop me if I get out of, out of line here, I can't tell you how many times I caved, mm-hmm. how many times I wrote the $5,000 check, the $10,000 check, the $8,000 check, the $6,000 check, and just said it's not worth the headache. Right. And then I just said, you know what, I'm... I'm done. Mm-hmm. These guys, these these people that are coming after me knew what they were getting into. Right. Okay. I've never sued somebody. Never. Ever. You know how much business I've done? Mm-hmm. I've never sued somebody. You know how many people tried to fuck with me? A lot. Yeah. And I've never sued them. So at some point in my career, I had to say to myself, I'm done rolling over. Right. I'm done. Let's go. Let's get back. Let's put the gloves back on. I know you're going to punch me, but just know I'm going to punch th- you just yeah, as hard. Yeah, you think I'm just going to give in. You're right. And 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 so, you know, and you got to weigh that out. Yeah. Some scenarios are, you know, you write the check and you move on. And uh, and especially if you're wrong, you always yeah. write the check and move on. Um, and then some are like, you know, I'm just going to put my foot down on this one. Mm-hmm. A good attorney. You need a good attorney. And a good, a good attorney, attorney to me is an attorney that you could text and you could call on their cell phone. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a good attorney. Yeah, and I think that the biggest lesson and value that you're trying to get across to the audience is that they should be reading everything and getting educated themselves so that way they're able to navigate. Like when someone says, no, you can't do that, you don't say, oh, okay, why? Right, right. Yeah. If you're going to spend $50,000 on a lawsuit and attorney's fees, you might as well You might as well get a $50,000 like, education. That's what I was going to say, education. It's like taking a course. It is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it'll it'll serve you the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I've been very blessed with everything I've got. Those are fun stories to talk about. Yeah, it's a, it's a reminder of the triumph <laughs> of the big win. I think it's funny that you're like smiling. You're like, yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> I just look at my life. I yeah. look at my life. I'm like, I haven't. I'm, I don't screw people over. I don't pursue lawsuits. I defend myself. And and everybody that's tried to poke at me, yeah, they're in a much different space than I am. Right. How did I how did I persevere and do better and they didn't? Right. That that's another lesson. I just want to send out that information to the viewers. It's like mm-hmm. stay stay in your lane, stay focused, stay positive. Don't fight over small things. 
And if someone wants to play that game with you, you know, defend them and get them out, but just stay focused on staying positive and thinking big. Mm-hmm. You know, these people get the, the, this guy literally used to say he'd bite off his own nose in spite of his face. Yeah. That's the saying, right? Yeah. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> anyway, the other problem was on, with that guy, I knew I had to get out of that relationship, is he was like, I accomplish all of my financial goals if I make $250,000 a year. And you're like, well, what does that mean? Yeah, then? what does that mean for me? And your goals are too small, so I'm out of this relationship. Yeah. I'm going to go build a pool in my backyard. Like, my goal was bigger <laughs> than that for myself. I know. <laughs> all right, that was right. a good one. Yep, good job, baby. <laughs> Thanks, honey. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. You can also connect with us on social media or at galindogrouprealestate.com. Until next time, thanks again for listening.